0: Parenting Toolkit Podcast, equipping parents and caregivers with the tools that they need to set their children up for success. Brought to you by the Jessamine County Public Library. Hello, and welcome to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Irwin, Children's Programming Coordinator here at the Jessamine County Public Library. And joining me tonight is local author Ellen Martin. Welcome, Ellen.
1: Hey, Kate. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. We're excited to have you here today.
1: It's really good to be here.
0: So to get started, I always like to ask my guests uh, an icebreaker question just to loosen everybody up and help our listeners get to know you a little bit more. So I'm really interested to hear your answer because I know you have five boys, so this is going to be a good one. If you were stranded with your kids, what are three things you'd want to make sure that you had on hand with you? How long are we stranded? (laughs) (laughs) For a day and a half.
1: Oh, wow. Um, okay, five boys. They're all growing. We need food. Yes, we need food, and um, we're gonna have to have water. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, a thing, another thing. Music. Oh, that's good. Yeah, we um, we would need something to engage. Yeah. Besides ourselves, yes. after a day and a half stranded. Absolutely. <laughs> Control the I chaos. I love dancing around the house. I have some kids who do that with me. So it would be a way to be distracted from... The, the fact that we're strained stranded. That's
0: awesome. I yeah, love that. Yeah. That's great. Oh, good. Thank you. That's a great answer. All right. So your book, A Life Shared with Kids. Um, can you tell me a little bit about um, yourself and how you got to the point
1: in life where you were like, I'm going to write a book? Yeah. Um, the, the short of that is I had seriously been considering writing a book for over probably Three years. Okay. Um, and I started doing a workshop called The Talk, Embrace the Sacred Gift, mm-hmm. and um, which is about sex, mm-hmm. the talk. And during that, I asked parents who were attending, what are conversations you have with your family? Sure. And one of the things that I noticed consistently during that time was that what parents were listing were really things that they were wanting to teach their kids or share with their kids that were important to them. But they weren't necessarily things they were having conversation about. There was one parent in all those times that really stood out to me as, wow, you actually, like, these are things that are important to your kids. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly things important to the parents. So the observation was, here are these parents wanting to have a hard conversation with their kids, but there's not a lot of conversation happening that they're even aware of to write on a list. Sure. So part of it was wanting to say to families, conversation's powerful for families, and here, here's some practical tools that can help you do that. That's great. That's great.
0: I'm glad that you um, finally sat down and, and did that because it's a very good tool for all of us to use Thanks. with our kiddos. Um, so, why do kids need conversation? Why is that so important to start that conversation? Those conversations with the kids.
1: Just conversations in general, because they're how we share life. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called a life shared. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the last time you had a conversation that stood out to you. Okay, what was it?
0: Oh gosh, I have conversations with patrons all the time. but Yeah, I'd but like
1: one conversation just stands out to you.
0: Yeah, my husband and I like to, to discuss our plans and our goals for our kids. Okay. And we did that recently.
1: You so did that, that recently. Yeah. And it stood out to you. Yeah. Because you were talking about things that mattered to you. Mm-hmm. And were, did you feel connected at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. That's what conversations are. You're sharing something with someone else. And in the moment... You feel connected. Yeah. Whether it's over nonsense, like some of our dinner talk sure. at our <laughs> house, um, which can be a lot of nonsense um, at times, but we're connected. We're with one another in a meaningful way. Okay. And, um, and we all need that in our relationships. Um, we know we're seen mm-hmm. when we're having conversation. We know that we're heard and we know we're valued and enjoyed. Mm. And that's really just something that as humans we need. That's great.
0: And I like the the point about being valued and enjoyed because a lot of times it's really easy to, to talk but not necessarily completely listen and engage and feel like have the other person feel valued and enjoyed. So I really like that tip.
1: Yeah. Some other five, I don't ever struggle with that at all. <laughs> Never. <laughs> Never. That's great.
0: All right. So I know that, you know, there's the, co- the, the idea of conversation versus discipline. Why do we need conversation versus discipline or do we?
1: Yeah I don't talk about that in my book. Okay. So and it's interesting when parents say to me oh we just need to talk about it. Well the truth is is sometimes that we don't need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have kids from high school to kindergarten right now and there are times when I say especially to my older children we're done now. This is not a conversation that's mm-hmm. going to continue um, because they're not really wanting to talk with me. They're wanting to argue with me. They're wanting to defend their point and I've already said this is the consequence for blank. We're moving on now. Sure. There is no need to continue to talk about it Mm -hmm. Um, there are other times though when children truly don't understand things and they need information Mm -hmm. and it helps so yeah. for me, it's not really conversation or discipline; it's a both and. It's a combination. Good. Yeah, totally. Good, good to keep in mind. So you touched on this just a
0: little bit. Um, uh, Setting boundaries. It sounds like that's really important in conversation. You know, you yeah. let you 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 make sure that you have pr- uh, talked through your point. You've listened to their concerns, their points. But at some point, you have to set up a boundary and say, "Okay, we're done," or yeah. "This we're not going there." Um, can you talk about that a little bit and maybe give some tips on that?
1: Yeah. So when a verbal exchange. Um, Is happening, a conversation where you're needing to deal with a point of conflict. And this illustration you gave, um, when it's been dealt with as a parent you've deemed sufficient, Mm -hmm. you know, if I can say to one of my children, I heard you. You said, and I tell them what they said, Mm -hmm. and I have decided this. And because of that, we don't need to talk anymore. This is resolved. I'm sorry you don't like the resolution. Right. Then that's the boundary. We're done. Mm -hmm. Um, There are also other boundaries. There's times when I say to my children, give me five. Mm -hmm. And I set a timer in our open floor plan area that everybody can hear. And I leave my room and I'm face down on my bed in the dark without a device Mm -hmm. doing breathing. Yeah. (laughs) Because I need the five minutes to continue to engage them well, to not want to escape, to maybe not lose my ever-loving mind, Mm -hmm. and to continue to mother them the way I desire and value. So those are kind of some of the boundaries that I practice as the mama. Mm -hmm. Um, But other boundaries that I talk about in the book and that I encourage other families with are conversation-only boundaries. Okay. So we have adult conversation-onlys. We call them ACOs, things that maybe you and I would talk about mm-hmm. regarding issues for those that we're serving, but we don't need to talk about with our children. Sure. My husband and I have a lot of adult conversation-onlys. We lock ourselves in the bathroom with the fan on <laughs> to have <laughs> ACOs at our house. You have to do what you gotta do. Now that they're all in school, it's actually a lot easier. <laughs> but, um, you know, an adult conversation-only means kids aren't involved. Yep. You've made that executive decision that they don't need in on this. Okay. And then their are family conversations only where you are choosing to include the children and share information with them but you're telling them hey this is a family conversation only we're not talking with people outside of our homes a lot of adults get nervous about that because they're like oh my gosh my child can't do this but it's really amazing they just understand it kind of intuitively like no why would we tell anyone else about this this is our stuff sure and they even understand that boundary and when you communicate it to them and teach them they learn it and mm-hmm. it's really quite beautiful um, because it's this thing that you're sharing as a family that's for no one else. Mm-hmm. And then my kids created KCOs, kid conversation oh, only. Nice. So one day I walk up to the room and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, it's a KCO, mom. <laughs> and I said, I'm sorry, what's a KCO? And they said, a kid conversation only. And for a moment, I was a little (laughs) offended. And I was like, Excuse me, I'm the mama. What do you mean, kid conversation only? But I thought, No, they get it. We say ACO all the time, we say this is an FCO. They're saying, "Mom, we see what you do. We like it. It works. And this is our conversation. We're not inviting you in." That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been kind of funny. And recently, with my friends and family, we've joked about all kinds of like friend conversation only. Yes. So we we could take that as far as you want. Sure. Yeah.
0: And it, I have to admit, I'd be a little bit nervous about the KCOs. Like, what are they plotting? But <laughs> <that's really laughs>
1: exactly. Awesome. But I mean, ultimately, if you know that you're, you know, it's just about the nature of. Your relationships but I gotta tell you sometimes the KCOs they really crack me up I'm sure they're usually over a big pile of Legos Uh and although now that I have two teenagers um the KCOs are a little more interesting but because conversation is such a well-established practice in our family Uh that um if I really need to know, they know that. Sure. And they tell me. And it's so it's just so amazing to see how fruitful those boundaries are.
0: And I love that this has become a, um, a, an important thing with your family that everybody um, values. Yeah. And the kids want to have conversations with each other. Totally. That's that's amazing. It
1: is. And I love that my husband can say, hey, we're having an ACO on the front porch. And they just leave. Yeah. They get it. I mean, they may want to say afterwards, hey, what were you talking about? I'm like, ACO. And they're like, yeah. Oh, and they roll God. their eyes. But they do. They get it. Yeah. And it's really nice. Well, great. That's awesome.
0: All right, so coming back to conversations with your kids or having a family conversation, um, what are some obstacles that we as parents face when we're trying to strike up a conversation with our kids (laughs) or even have a family meeting, a family
1: family discussion? Oh, my gosh, there are so many obstacles to conversations. I mean, that's why anybody buys the book, right? right? right. You know, they're like, oh, meaningful conversations with our kids. Yeah, that's not easy. I'll buy the book. Maybe it'll help me. Um, Yeah, so the biggest obstacles that... We have in our home um, that are kind of things you can easily deal with are screen time. Okay. Um, I was having to explain to one of my older children recently, um, we don't do phones in our house until 15. Mm -hmm. That may make me sound unreasonable some. It's our family practice. And um, that child was alone with us with a screen in a public space and I was like, hey, why don't you just come over and join us at the TV? Mm-hmm. He was like, it's just another screen. And I said, Fair enough. But it's one we can all share. Sure. The one you're at cuts us out. Yeah. And so we have to completely intrude on you to engage you in any way. Yeah. But if you share this screen with us, then we can actually talk with each other about mm-hmm. it. So it's that whole thing of realizing that screens really are an obstacle to relational engagement, which is what conversation is. Yeah. Um so being smart about how we turn those into opportunities Mm -hmm. instead of leave them as obstacles Um, another big one is the fact that we have to talk about life management Mm -hmm. like I'm sure you and your husband talk about your work schedules and about the things that the kids need to do and like you were saying the other day you talked about um, plans and hopes Mm -hmm. that you have for your children those things have to be talked about but when my husband and I sit down and do calendar it's not really actually a conversation right it's just information mm-hmm. and it's really important or there'd be utter chaos at our house. Yes. But we can be deceived in thinking we're actually having a conversation. We're actually relating when it's really just got to know. Right. So we right. can be there and people aren't forgotten. Yeah. Um, so the obstacle that it takes so much time just to do life mm-hmm. that sometimes we think we're having conversation when we're really not. Yeah. Um, and then the last one is that there's sometimes just not enough time together. Um, with a husband who has his own business and five kids in four different schools we're parsed out a lot i can imagine and so we have to be really intentional to capture moments where we can share with one another Mm -hmm. because we're not together as much as we used to be as they grow older and older
0: and with every kid you get like an extra five hours a day right (laughs) that's how that works
1: (laughs) it doesn't work that way no i think you like you feel like you get like Five hours less, less with every kid. kid. Yeah, I think you're right. I <laughs> think that's probably more accurate.
0: All right. Well, I, again, we just wanted to give our listeners a little snippet of what your book talks about so they can um, potentially go look, at, look it up and see if they'd like to check that out. Is there, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on that we haven't covered yet um, to share with our listeners uh, that covers in your book or that you share in your workshops?
1: Yeah, so there's a section I have in the book called It's Not About Getting It Right. Mm-hmm somebody said to me recently, and I hear this sometimes, you just seem to always have it together. And I um, I typically either smile or laugh, depending on the person in the setting, because those who know me well know that I far from have it all together. And when you're you know reading this book and I hear people say a lot of times I just really appreciate all the practical tools you're wanting to use these tools right Mm -hmm. and the goal is you're wanting to succeed Um, I do parent coaching now which is a lot of fun and you know I'm working with these parents one-on-one who are wanting to parent Mm -hmm. well but one of the sections that I have in the book within a chapter is called it's not about getting it right Mm -hmm. and I think it's really important as parents remembering that we blow it sometimes yeah Sometimes we don't handle things well. Sometimes we miss out on an opportunity for a conversation. Sometimes we totally overtake an interaction and shut down a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes we just make mistakes and we don't get it right. And everybody that was present knows it. Yeah. And that's okay. Giving ourselves some grace. Yeah, it's really okay that we don't get it right. um, Because family provides time and space. Mm -hmm. I mean, gosh, the oldest is with us, 18, 19. Some people listening may laugh and say 25, 30 years. Right. You know, there's time to work stuff out. So just being patient as you pick up a tool and try it from the book. Um, Be kind to yourself as you learn how to use it. You know, this book is born out of... 13, 14 years mm-hmm. of mothering and then years before that of working with children. Mm-hmm. So um, these aren't weren't just learned overnight. And there are times when I have to pick it up and say, okay, Ellen, read this part again. You wrote <laughs> it. You believe it. Do it. Yes. You know, you can choose it again when you lose the practice yeah. because of different things. And it's important to remember.
0: That is important. Thank you. Yeah. That's a great tip. All right. Well, Ellen, thank you so much for being with us today. And I know that um, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners are going to go check out your book or, or buy a copy for themselves.
1: I hope it serves them well if they do. Thank you.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of JCPL's Parenting Toolkit. This has been your host, Kate Irwin, with my guest, Ellen Martin. And if you'd like more information about Ellen or her book, you can visit her website, a alifesharedwithkids.com. Thank you for listening to JCPL's Parenting Toolkit podcast. If you found this information helpful, check out our live monthly workshops. For details and to register, visit our online events calendar at wwwjespubliveorg events. This podcast was produced in the Jessamine County Public Library's recording studio.